Good morning, everybody. Talent Advancement Monthly Training Podcast, Zoom call, call it what you will. Uh, super thankful for everybody that's on here. We're going to dig in on, I don't know the right title for this one. It's like volunteer engagement. Uh, it's un unleashing the power of the volunteer. There's probably something creative that we could come up with. Um, that's not my thing, but we're going to talk about volunteers, how to engage them, and uh, to see really what God wants to do through that engagement. So with that, Jesse, would you kick us off? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to just continue to grow, um, to, to be positioned to partner with you and the things that you have for us in our individual areas and regions and, and projects. Um, Father, as we just uh, dive into this area of uh, engaging and pouring into volunteers, we just pray that you'd uh, just give us some uh, unique uh, trains of thought with this, Father. We, we've probably been working with volunteers a long time. Bless this time now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, thanks, brother. So I was thinking about this, <clears throat> and it was a conversation with Margo and then also with Dave yesterday. And, um, you know, we use the phrase, we're a volunteer-intensive ministry. You know, what does that really mean? Um, and how do we engage um, volunteers best, right, as a part of that? And I was thinking about times that I've had the opportunity to volunteer, and there's really two, two ways of volunteering that kind of irk me, um, if, I, if I'm being honest. One is when you get there, and maybe it's three, I'm not sure, but, but one, you get there, and you signed up for maybe to serve for an hour and you realize they are way understaffed and you just, you know, half your day is there and, and it's just way more than you anticipated. The second, which is like, man, I, you know, you get there and, you know, they need two people and they got 20. And now you're there for an hour, you know, twiddling your thumbs going, man, I could have been doing something else, uh, you know, better with my time. And the third one, um, maybe I'll just tell a story about this one. And so um, I was chatting with a gentleman last week was describing there was this this woman who was an executive and she went to her church and said i really feel like god wants me to get more plugged into the church and you know part of their mission is to have people serve there and she said how can i serve you right so the pastor goes well um you know we need people in the parking ministry we need greeters and uh you know and after service we need to stack the chairs and put them away and she said got it and she faithfully served um, stacking chairs and parking ministry. But what, we, what they really didn't do was unlock the gifting that she has as this executive and leader and such, right? And so Crew, as a ministry, reached out to her and said, hey, we're looking for people to participate in, uh, in coaching our leaders. Would you be interested? And she's like, that's what I'm looking for, right? She wanted the opportunity to use the gifts that God had given her. And so now she's one of 111 leaders, um, external to crew actually, that come in and they pair them up with, uh, with a leader within crew and they go through a two-year um, mentoring program together. So it's really cool. But the, the, part of, the point of that is, you know, a lot of people can you know, stack chairs. A lot of people can't stack chairs. Um, a lot of people can welcome people and, and other people aren't gifted in that area. But the point is, I believe that God wants us to engage people in such a fashion um, that, uh, that we're using their gifts, right? And he wants to bless them for that. So um, for a moment, 
what are the types of volunteers? I'm going to get a list together here. What are the types of volunteers that we engage at FCA? Just shoot them out. Popcorn. What do we got? Owners. Okay. Coaches. Yep. Board members. I, yes, I was sir. on mute. I was shouting. I was, I was shouting. Did that come through? I felt like I yelled that so loud. It came through my mute. What are the volunteers? For me, it's drop-off, pickup, registration at camp. And I, I had event help. I love drop-off, pickup. Yes. And food donations and or cooking. Food, cooking. Great. I've never received a call from Shanae to cook. Not by mistake. I'm sure of that. I'm actually a decent cook, but any others? Like pastors and youth pastors. All right. In what capacity? Oh, gosh. I mean, it depends on who you're working with, I guess. But, I mean, anything from networking to um, <clears throat> facilities, providing facilities to Ooh. providing manpower um, for events. Um, it just depends on where you're at. Oh, that's so good. Speakers, awesome. you know, youth pastors, so Ooh. people like speakers. Any others? I mean, the, the breadth of what I see here is everything from the pickup and drop off, right? Getting kids to these uh, camps and such to providing food and donations to those that are gifted in oratory skills and preaching and evangelizing, right? Uh, I'd imagine any of these could be disciple makers is a part of that. So this was, this was really good. All right, so um, Margo, I know we didn't actually chat about this. Do you have a, do you have an example on the 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 the, the side of I don't know where it went fantastically poorly, or, or are you on the the upside? What do you have? I think I have experienced all of those things. Um, yeah, so I I was thinking back when you asked me that question about volunteer management. And I remember um, early on in my early days of ministry at camps, you know, when I didn't know what I needed, <laughs> you're just like trying to host an event and asking people to come serve. And I remember the, the thing I did poorly um, was uh, not having clarity of expectations for my volunteers. I had people show up and I just said, I know I need people and I know I need help, but I don't exactly know what I need from you. And so then we'd have a bunch of people running around and they were, a lot of them were great leaders. They were athletes, you know, former athletes, coaches. And I felt like everybody was trying not to step on everybody's toes. And there were a lot of dynamics of like, who's leading and who's facilitating and who's taking ownership of certain things. Um, and being someone who likes control, uh, I didn't do a great job of giving control to my volunteers early on. And so I think they felt, you know, trying to find that balance of, well, what can I do? And what is Margo going to say? And I didn't even realize it because I was just trying to run a perfect event, you know, as FCA staff. Um, but I definitely dropped the ball there early on in, you know, my first two or three years of camps. So I think that was one thing. Um, and then I will say a couple of wins later, you know, as I kind of grew in experience and made some mistakes, I know um, giving, giving ministry away to people to do but also spending the time on the front end. It's totally relational to do this well. 
um, when I would spend time with volunteers prior to any events or things I had coming up and listening to their heart about what they like to do, who they are, knowing what their gifts are and trying to trying to figure that out, which takes some discernment and some time, but really finding things that people love to do. And so this is like a funny one, but it's my dad. My dad served at a camp one year and I thought I knew what my dad liked to do, but I had him run our camp store, which is like such a silly thing, but he loved to organize and like keep track of details and just manage it and do the whole thing. And, you know, just finding people they're spending time with their gifts, knowing what they love to do and then giving them the ownership to do it, even if it looks different than what I like or the way I would have done it but really seeing God use them in their gifts. So those are my kind of two examples on two ends of the spectrum. I'm on mute here. Here, I, It's so good. And guys, this is like the, maybe the coolest talent advancement Zoom we've ever done for this training for the simple reason that we're talking about volunteers, which as we listed here, that's like coaches, that's uh, athletes, as we said, that's ministry advancement, right? So there's Margo speaking into that. I'm going to kick it over to Dave in a second here. We talked about donors and board members. So we've got uh, donor and board advancement, right? So we've got that. Uh, and Aaron, I know we're young. You may have something on the on the volunteer side on the international one, but, um, but this is like so cool. So we might find this month, we're going to dig in a little bit more as we go into these trainings uh, on the volunteer side. But with that, Dave, we chatted yesterday and you had some good stuff on engaging. Uh, I think it was board members in particular, but really would apply across the board. And you're, you're rocking mute again, twice in one call. Just so, so into everything that's being said, I'm just feel like we're in the same room together, like this whole mute unmute. So that's how close I feel to you guys. Although I'm still trying to figure out if Dan Barnes background is real or not. Is that your house, Dan? It is not. Oh, I was like, man, that's beautiful. I want to come do a board retreat at your house or just come on vacation, something like that. But anyway. Um, so I'll use his name because he's in the ring of honor and he's, he's, he's completely one of the all time greats, you know, in, um, uh, in FCA volunteer land, uh, and that's Steve Powell, whom Cody knows really well. And Jesse Tanner, obviously now, um, Steve Powell, um, was kind of pre-existed me, uh, was really one of the originators of FCA in, in Rochester. He had a son that played in the lacrosse club and uh, kind of nationally. And then, and then really was kind of one of the, was really the impetus for like really starting things. When Sean came back to the region, Steve was one of the individuals that <clears throat> kind of said, Hey, you know, we could get a group of guys together and do some FCA stuff, you know? So Steve um, is the quintessential, in my view, board member, full of ideas, um, running a million miles an hour in his life, um, doesn't really have the time to follow through on a lot of those ideas um, or, or even even be able to execute those. Um, but but really um, is faithful to his giving, is faithful to showing up and doing anything that you ask him to do, a complete servant. He will he will he was at Legacy Weekend a few years ago and he literally was like getting Gatorades for people and running, you know, getting Tylenol if a, you know, board member needed. I mean, just that sort of, that sort of guy. So when I say quintessential board member, I think our board members really have servant hearts. They really do. Um, they're not above doing any menial task that we think, you know, is just too big. You're too small. Right. So anyway, here's the story. Steve for years was all about, had this passion for inner city Rochester, wanted to see city ministry um, happen. 
And, and for years, I'm sitting on the, so this is back in the beginning, and I'm at board meetings with Steve, and Steve's talking about the city of Rochester. I'm like, dude, I got the whole state, man. Like, I'm, I can't, and I'm, I'm like, you know, you know, white dude from the suburbs, don't, I don't got any, like, you know, real relationships in the city. Like, what am I going to do with that? Like, I felt like you guys have been there. He was derailing me from really what I felt like I needed to be doing in my job. Okay. Have you all been there? Felt like there's a volunteer board member that wants you to go do something that you really know you don't have the time to do or whatever, right? We know that. So I felt like, um, though, the my role, though, as a staff person isn't for the board to serve me. It's for me to serve the board. So I don't want, I don't want everybody to miss that. I see a lot of our training in FCA on board members, and it talks a lot about what the board does for us. I want you to really hear this. The board is not there for you. You are there for the board. Ouch, if that hurts a little bit, okay? Like you are there, you are a minister of the gospel called by God to serve your board. Here's how you serve a board member. You honor them by listening to what they have to offer and at times doing some of the things that they feel God is leading them to be a part of and you do them, even if it means you don't do some of the things that you thought you should be doing because time is limited for everybody, right? So we did a football camp in the city one year because it was Steve's idea. I, I was like, I'm like, I'm tired of this guy <laughs> talking to me about this stuff. I need to hire the city guy. I need to hire Cody Foster. I need to hire Jesse Tanner. I'm like, I got so many layers of this things that we got we to gotta get done. Like, I don't, I don't have time for something like, all right, fine, Steve, we'll do the camp in the city, right? He gets so jazzed. He 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 is you know out there. He's doing he's doing everything he can to help make this happen. And then lo and behold, he stays engaged. He continues to give. He continues to be a part of what it is. He then now decides to serve on Cody Foster's board, right? And he serves alongside of Cody to help Cody get started. And then when he finds out that Cody's going to hire Jesse Tanner, he gets involved in supporting Jesse who's now leading FCA Rochester, the city of Rochester, and Steve is still engaged as a board member, donor, volunteer, supporting the very thing that nine years ago, I, if I would have shut down and not honored his request to do something, I, I, can, I can believe that Steve probably would have found another place to serve and use his gifts and talents. Um, as a as a, a volunteer in some other ministry, probably not FCA, and probably wouldn't still be with us today, uh, supporting uh, what we're doing. So, um, one more side note to that. Okay, so this is totally aside; has nothing to do with Steve Jeff. If I may, for one more minute, at that very camp, this is the other thing that God does when we step out of our comfort zone and we do things that we. We don't, we don't think we should do, or it's not in our strategic plan, or we're unsure, but we've got a leading from a, a, a person that's been called by God to serve us in this ministry. So we go and do that camp. Well, guess who was a board member at the time that had no idea about FCA camps, who happens to take a vision trip. I invite him out to the camp as a board member. His name is Ed Stratton. So Ed Stratton comes and sees FCA camp for the first time, and he goes, are you kidding me? Within a week of him coming to that camp, he learns that motocross, which is his childhood passion, is also available in FCA. So he goes, motocross, I just saw a camp, and Ed comes on staff and joins us, and you guys all know the great things that the Lord's doing through that ministry. So not being obedient 
for shutting down things or or just saying, hey, this, you know, our board members, they got a bunch of ideas and they don't they don't do the thing, you know, like sometimes we have to get out of our own way and really put aside maybe the things that we want to do and serve them. And I was here's the service part. I serve a board member by by allowing their gifts and skills and talents to be used by God in working on the ministry. Steve wasn't going to come and run the camp. Steve was going to introduce me to people that could help make the camp flourish. OK, I needed to do the work of the camp but it was honoring Steve to keep him engaged in the ministry. So I don't know. I just think of that. And I, he's, he's now in the ring of honor. He's like a, you know, whatever the hall of champions. I don't know. I got to learn my terms. Right. But he's, you know, he's been an incredible, encouraging person. So. Thank you for sharing Dave. And I, <clears throat> there was a gentleman who served at that camp, Pastor Brian White. I was doing a, um, a run with our daughter. She was in like sixth grade uh, girls on the run. I think it was. And I see this guy in a rise camp shirt. I'm like, I got to go meet this guy, right? I'm on staff and I meet Pastor Brian, um, who now, uh, by the way, Pastor Brian is an African-American man uh, that I've been really intentional about building a relationship with, uh, which is, again, listen and learn uh, based on, I don't know if everybody knows, racial tensions in Rochester and across our nation. But uh, but I don't know that I would have met Brian and had a chance to really have him speak into my life and me into him. We become really close friends, Dave, as a result of doing this wacky thing that you really didn't want to do, but honored your volunteer. And here's, I just, I've written down so many things here. And one of the things that strikes me, and God just keeps telling me relationship, 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 which requires intentional investment in. If you don't know the gifts of your board members, of your volunteers, if you don't have a relationship with them, how can we possibly unlock these things, right? So I loved Margo saying, hey, make sure you're getting to know these people, getting them plugged in where they are. So here's the challenge to the group here. A couple questions for you. Uh, and then we've got a few things that we'll wrap up with here. In what area of your ministry, you may write this down, I don't know, whatever you've got. In what area of your ministry are you not particularly gifted? So, uh, you know, I got, I got a long list. I won't go through it. We don't have enough time today. But like I require people, even in town advancement, to step in to support in that area. So in what area are you not particularly gifted? Is it administratively? Is it, um, is it technology? Is it marketing? Um, is it digital, right? What, what area of your ministry are you not particularly strong? Um, who do you have in your network? Second question, that's not already engaged. But you think, wow, like, so I've got this gap here. I've got these people that know and love Jesus, sports, maybe they know I'm on staff with FCA but they're not plugged in and they could get plugged in. So who's in your network that's not already engaged and what are their gifts and talents? And how do you think God might be able to use those? So, um, you know, I, another example here is a gentleman, Jim Buckholtz happens to go to Brown Community Church where we fellowship. You know, he is the, I'll use the word quintessential again, Dave, I'm going to use that a couple of times this week you know, greeter at an event. Like he's so warm. He's got to be in his seventies and he's so warm, a smile on his face. And if you just allow him to greet people at a kill, like you can't help, but just smile back at him, give him a golf cart. You can run around to say hi to people um, and just welcome them there. Um, you don't want him running. He's not going to go stack chairs, right? He'd probably try to, but that's not it, right? It's a way to get him plugged in. My mom was an admin for 35 years. Like, I don't have an admin. It's year end for me. Mom, help. 
<laughs> get me organized, right? What can you do to help me, you know, label wise and in uh, printing and so I mean, all these things that she can do that's, you know, even outside of my gifting there. Um, who's a marketing guru in your area that can challenge you and how to better get the word out? We talk about FCA being the best kept secret in a lot of areas. I'm looking across all the states that are represented here. Who can get plugged in in that way? Who are your connectors? They may not do anything, right, as it relates to a camp, but who are the connectors that are in your ministry that you can volunteer and get plugged in? Pastor Frank, if you're listening to this, who are your prayer warriors that want to get plugged in as well? That's their gift, right? Um, and so there's just so many different opportunities, and I'm scratching the surface of the areas where we need uh, these types of people. So um, other examples, who owns a business in your area that wants to use their business to bless the FCA ministry? Um, might somebody be a baker? Might they own a restaurant and they want to provide food? Might there be somebody who owns a print shop that can help you with some of your materials? Who's a metal fabricator that can do, I don't know, build lacrosse goals, right? We've had people that are welding things together for us before. Who's into audio visual and technology uh, that may want to do that? Who does digital and the marketing guru we talked about? There's so many different areas and opportunities to get folks plugged in. Dave, yesterday we were chatting and Dave goes, you know, if there's ever a time somebody thinks that they just don't need a volunteer, you got it wrong. There's always an opportunity and a couple pieces of scripture here, guys, because here's the deal. God wants to bless these people for being the hands and feet, right? So he's given them gifts. He's given them a vision. They want to get plugged in here. So this is Luke 6, 38. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. Why would we not allow people to, to give these things so that God can bless them back? First uh, Peter 4.10, each one of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Don't withhold that from people. Acts 20.35, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus. He said, is more blessed to give than receive. So there's so many people that want to be plugged in and we need to give them the opportunity to do so. So we have a few minutes left here. Uh, I want to do one thing. Margo, you threw a, a book in the chat, a link there. Can you give a quick, quick plug for that? Yeah. So it's a book that was given to me um, by a board, former board member friend. Um, it's amazing. It's so practical. There's like short one page chapters, but it's really like practical ways to make sure you're meeting the needs of your volunteers to best keep them for longevity, but helping them use their gifts. I highly recommend it. It's a cheap book worth just flipping through and having as a resource to go back to. I've used it uh, like over and over again, just going back before camp and remembering some key concepts. And again, if you guys are listening to this after the fact and don't have the link, it's Simply Strategic Volunteers, Empowering People for Ministry, Tony Morgan and Tim Stevens, if you go to find that. All right, we'll open up for the floor. We've got a few minutes left. Um, thoughts from anybody else, something that may have just struck you that you want to share what resonated most you know i think one of the the things i've learned it may be from dave it may be from somebody else is you know when we schedule meetings with someone who's interested in the ministry or learning more about the ministry to not come at it with just like a a narrow-minded this guy's a donor or this guy's a volunteer or this guy's that mm -hmm. but 
presenting more of a, you know, the ministry, a menu is kind of how, you know, how I see it showing them here, all the ways that, you know, we, you know, can, you can be involved and how do you want to serve? It goes back to the story you told about the exec, right? Stacking chairs, right? You know, as, as if there were more options, maybe she would have been a better fit at the church, you know? And so it's the same with us. I love on the talent advancement side, I get to meet somebody for the first time over the phone on Zoom. I don't know if it's a parent that wants to send a kid to camp. I don't know if it's a coach that wants to get, you know, plugged into a huddle, maybe doesn't even know Jesus. Maybe it's a coach that's really strong in his or her walk and, and wants to go lead a huddle. Maybe it's a board member. Maybe it's a donor. Maybe it's a volunteer. Maybe it's, maybe it's staff. You know, that's top of mind for me as I reach out, but who knows? So I love the keep an open mind. Dave. One comment. Um, in my nine years on staff, it'll be 10 in February. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Um, there isn't a day that hasn't gone by in serving an FCA staff where I haven't felt like I'm doing this alone. I just want to say that there hasn't been a single day where there's been a moment in the day where I've thought I'm really all alone in this. And I know the Lord is with me and I know that he is our strength and he is our joy, but I, it is our natural tendency gang to try to just do things by ourselves. And, and my encouragement would be when you get ready to do anything, ask yourself the question, who else can come along and do this with me? And if we do that repeatedly, we will see the multiplication of everything we're doing so much. And, and you will then feel less alone. Um, so that's a, I guess, sentimental moment there, but that's my, that's my feeling on it, so. I just wanna, so, oh, sorry, no, no, Jim, can I just jump in one, one more thing to think about, and someone mentioned it. You know, these, these lanes and these roles that people serve in are not just one thing. You know, we have these people who come on and they, they get plugged into ministry as a parent or as a coach or a donor, but I think we as staff do them a disservice if we don't continually present the opportunities because people, seasons of life change and in different seasons, they can do different things. And so I think continuing to offer opportunities of like, Hey, we have a camp coming up. I know you've been a donor and I know you, you love camp, but would you want to come and serve in this capacity? Or, you know, thank you for serving. Do you want to lead and empower them? Then we, you know, as the ministry advance and you talk about E3, we're engaging them. How can we equip them and empower them to lead and challenge them to stretch themselves. So I would just say, continue to think about offering opportunities um, throughout different seasons and don't, don't just do it once and think you got them in one lane and then end it there. So That's can I good. say one more thing on that note? Sorry, this is rapid firing this morning. So one thing that I think we do really well, Kirsten does really well, is we send, spend, we send specific newsletters to specific sets of people every month. So like we have a church newsletter that's, give, that's sent to every single pastor, ministry leader, church person that says, here's the ways like you and your people can be involved in our ministry. We do the same with coaches. Here's everything that we have this month. Do the same with our donors, right? It's usually more in the form of an update and things like that. But we usually will usually say things like, here's what we have coming up and things like that. And so I agree, um, Margo, I had a conversation with actually a board member this morning that's sort of changing seasons of life, but they told me, I don't want to leave FCA. It's just going to look a little different. So I think you're, you're spot on, Margo. So I'm just sitting here going, all right, we got to be open-minded. Maybe we got to think about things a little differently. It's about relationships. So are we intentionally investing in those relationships, right? Are we asking and inviting people in, giving them the menu, Aaron, that you described there? 
Um, are we prepared to give away ownership and really empower our volunteers to run with these things? Are we prepared to say no to the things that we thought needed to get done to go try something that God's given somebody else a vision for, right? Are we really prepared to do that and let go? Um, and so anyway, I'm going to pray as we wrap up here. This has been fruitful. I've taken more things away. I'm challenged. And I can tell you, it's through my shortcomings that I know I need to invite, invite other people in. So Lord God, thank you for the gifts you've given each one of the individuals uh, on our team, on our staff. And uh, Father, thank you for the, the shortcomings that each of us have. Thank you for the gifts you didn't give us, that we may invite others uh, in to participate in the work that you're doing through FCA. So Lord God, I pray that we would um, just value our volunteers, we would invest in those relationships, and that we would be bold and courageous to invite them in, Father, and you would give us that courage that we need to be willing to try some of these new things and to give away, uh, Father, you know I'm a control guy, to give away these things to others, let them run so you may bless what they're doing. Father, we just thank you for this time and this team. We love you in Jesus' name.